Welcome back to Square State Sandlot. You got Bill and Kyle here. Uh, we have some very interesting, to say the least, things to talk about tonight. Um, it's very NFL dominated, but uh, to kick us off, I know there's a subject that's very near and dear or uh, affects you greatly, Bill. So I'll let you take it, take it from there. Yeah. So John and I just recorded a couple days ago, and now this is coming out. Um, I already kind of talked about it a little bit because obviously the nature of it was essentially John Gruden used a racial slur to, I don't know, slur, I don't know, racial something uh, to talk about Marie Smith and he's the NFL PA union leader. Um, and essentially I said, I mean, really it's going to come down to how his players react to it. And then I also preface saying that if anything else comes out, like, it's got to be it. And that's mm -hmm. what happened tonight. More emails came out. And quite honestly, it, it was just disgusting. Like, basically calling people gay slurs and whatever. And it was just, <clears throat> so all of this stemmed from, I was wondering where the emails were coming from because that part hadn't been released but apparently it was in the Washington football team, their um, investigation into workplace behavior and things like that. Well, John Gruden and Bruce Allen uh, were former co-workers with the Raiders and Buccaneers, and they basically had exchanged emails back and forth um, over the years, and that's where all these emails were coming from. The investigation turned them over to the NFL, NFL turned them over to the Raiders organization, and essentially left it up to the Raiders to do something about it. Uh, so the, the tough thing about this is the Raiders have had those emails since Friday. I don't know if, um, if they were still looking into them because from what I hear, there's quite a few emails to go through. So I don't know if they were still investigating yeah. or what, but they let Gruden coach on Sunday, uh, which I don't believe should have ever happened. Uh, they should have said, no. put him on administrative leave until they figured out what was going on and then made a decision from there. Uh, but basically what happened, more emails came out tonight. And as a result, John Gruden has resigned as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Um, as you can tell, I'm pretty fired up about this. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I really don't know what to say about it. Like, obviously, if he's if that's his view on a lot of these things, uh, I, I can't see how anyone would support him. Uh, people are going to say, you know, it's from 10 years ago. Honestly, some of these emails that he was sending out were right before he got hired as the head coach of the Raiders. Yeah. So it, it can't, you can't just say, sure, the DeMarie Smith one was from 10 years ago, but all the other stuff has been in the last couple of years. So, right. yeah, like this needed to happen with him stepping down. The only other solution was going to be Mark Davis was going to let him go. It sounds like Mark Davis uh, saw all this stuff and basically came into the office tonight looking for John Gruden. Uh, they met for, they met briefly and I'm sure Mark said you can't continue to work here and John yeah. chose to resign rather than be let go. So um, yeah, it, it's just I don't know. I want to hear your take on it because I could literally go all night on 
on this, and I, I will <laughs> go a little bit deeper. I, but I understand. Um, I mean, obviously it hits home for you, but I don't know. So if my opinion changed about this, obviously a lot today. Um, initially, I've, I'm always on the side of somewhat being on the forgiving, you know, spectrum. So people are human and they have these moments, um, you know, where they maybe don't act the way that they truly believe, you know, as a, you know, weak moment, whatever. A lot of those are one-offs. Some of them are when people are younger. Um, I mean, I usually don't like when people tear into somebody's past because I do like to think that people can change. But with that being said, with this many emails coming to light, all that's doing going into the past till now, it shows that he didn't change. Yeah. And I mean, obviously these are his opinions for them to keep surfacing in emails. Um, I mean, we've all made comments maybe that we didn't mean. And right after you're like, you know, what was I thinking? Blah, blah, blah. You don't, you know, continue to, to throw out these emails and these conversations. So, I'll be honest, I wanted Gruden out of Vegas for you for the sake of the Raiders and my friend's team. <laughs> I did not see it happening this way. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, when I saw the, the first so, email, I don't know. When I saw the first email, I, I looked at it as, hey, this might be a way for them to get out of that 10 year, $100 million contract. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the worse it got, the more it was clear that things were going to have to end way like right now. Um, and they did. So kudos to Mark Davis for, for making it happen. Although, like I said, I think it was probably a little reactive rather than being proactive. Like I said, it probably should have been on administrative leave until they figured out what, what all was going on with it. Um, so some good news coming from it. I think this will allow Mike Mayock to do his job because at the end of the day, John Gruden had final say on all roster decisions and everything else, uh, draft included. So it, as much as Gruden wanted to say, you know, that's that's for Mike's team to to put together the contracts and all that stuff, at the end of the day, it was Gruden's Gruden's final say. So, um, yeah. It's also I will say to... one thing. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say that's one thing I really hope for you guys. And I know we've touched on this. I think actually the first episode I ever guest starred on the old podcast, but I'm a huge Mike Mayock fan, like straight up fanboy. Like I love that man. Yeah. I lived for his draft uh, breakdowns. I mean, I absolutely love Mike Mayock. He's a genius, but I don't think that he was being utilized properly and allowed to do his job, which you mentioned prior, but I'm really hoping that he's allowed to be in, at least in the conversation on who the next coach is going to be. See, and that's, that's, and what I hope it's me. somebody, right. I really hope it's somebody that's aligned with his plans and his approach, because if it's not, I just, I don't know how you have someone like Mike Mayock in that position and you got to let him pick his guy. Yeah. You got to have a happy marriage there. See, and that's what would happen in most other organizations is the GM would be allowed to hire their coach. But... Right. With the Raiders, it kind of happened backwards. They hired the coach and said, you have full control. If you want to hire a GM, go ahead. And, and he hired Mike. So I think this would be a, at least a good indication of what he's capable of doing. Uh, they did name an interim coach, which I am fired up about. They uh, 
they special hired, teams coach, right? Yeah, yeah. They named Rich Bacasia our special teams coordinator as the head coach or interim head coach. And from everything I'm seeing on Twitter, even after the news was announced that Gruden was resigning, um, I saw a lot of his former players say, "It's got to be Rich. He's he's incredible." So when when you have well, your former players speaking up for you like that. Uh, you just know yeah. that that's someone that the team's going to fight for. And I think that's what the Raiders need right now because yeah. I think they're probably pretty shell-shocked. Like, I'm not in that organization. And when I saw the, the news come out, I was shell-shocked. So I can't imagine how the players are reacting right now. Um, yeah. the, the one thing that I – the one person I really wanted their opinion of this whole thing on is Amy Trask. Uh, former right hand man to the <laughs> former right hand woman to Al Davis. There you go. Um, she was actually one of the people fighting for Al to not trade John Gruden to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this makes yeah. me wonder if if Al knew something because he never got along with John Gruden, even though he no, he, he appeared to be a great up up and coming coach. He shipped him off, and I still to this day wonder about it. And this also makes me wonder if I've been reading Amy Trask's book, and she's talked about several people in the Raiders organization that were not supportive of her at all. And, in fact, some of them kind of stood in the way of her decisions and things like that. So I'm wondering if Bruce Allen might have been one of those people or John Gruden's. But it was very interesting to me that she was fighting to keep him. So that's the thing that I'm curious about. Yeah. But I do want to read her. She didn't reply directly to me because I'm sure she was getting asked by hundreds of people. Oh, I'm sure. Thousands of people. I want to see if I can find it real quick. Her, She basically just said, I can't respond to each and every one of you, but here's my thoughts on it. So let me see if I can just find it real quick. Amy Trask. Okay. She says, I am again receiving many requests on Twitter and otherwise to comment on the emails disclosed in the New York Times piece. I again cannot reply to all inquiries, so I will note about these emails that which I noted below. Heinous, horrific, horrible, hideous, and heartbreaking. So, yeah. obviously a lot of the, the, the emails contained him saying stuff that was disparaging to female officials and female broadcasters and whatever. So uh, I'm sure she, like I said, fighting for him to stick around in the Raiders organization is probably caught off guard by, yeah. by all this stuff. So um, with that being said, let me talk about the, the game real quick that happened on Sunday night. Um, it, it was almost as bad as all this shit storm that, that Gruden created off the field. Um, offensive line, once again, looked awful. They, in fact, on one play, literally let everyone on the defensive line through, and two of them ended up blocking each other. Um, kind of what you would expect from, essentially, a completely reworked offensive line and then two backups starting. Uh, we moved, yeah. we already moved off the Alex Leatherwood um, experiment at right tackle and moved him to right guard, uh, which is just not good for his development. If you wanted him at tackle, you got to keep him at tackle, whether it's it's good or bad. Um, 
ultimately, when Mayock and, Mayock and Gruden drafted him, they talked about the possibility of moving him to guard if he's not doing well at tackle. But I don't think their plan was to give up on him after four games. So, um, yeah. it was great. It was just an awful showing on the offensive line. Khalil Mack obviously made those guys that were out there look ridiculous. He had two sacks, and technically he had a third sack on a two-point conversion, but those don't count yeah. as a as a sack. So, um, yeah, it was awful. And then offense couldn't get going. couple awful drops by Waller. Um, Brian Edwards had a for-sure touchdown, dropped it, had another one that probably could have gone for a touchdown and dropped it. So you get a couple of those plays going your way. The Raiders are in this game since they only lose by 11, but they didn't deserve to win the game. Defense played well enough to keep them in it, but offense literally could not do a thing. So uh, frustrating. I don't want to overreact because at the end of the day they're 3-2, and two, but with everything going on off the field, it's – it looks like the uh, Chargers are, are going to be the team to beat in the AFC West, and that's frustrating for me because I, I feel like at the beginning of the season we had everything to go toe-to-toe with them. Um, but we'll see how things shake out. I, I have faith in Bacassia, and I have faith in Gus Bradley. We'll see what Greg Olson can do as the offensive coordinator calling the plays for the offense. That's what I'm most interested to see. And they got to make some signings. they got to do something on the offensive line and, and defensive line, quite honestly. They're getting gashed. I think they've allowed 150 yards a game rushing. And the, you, you can't do that if you want to win games. So we'll get off the Raiders because, obviously, it's just pissing me off talking about them. But... Everything Raiders-related, not good uh, right now, other than what I said with Picasso and, and the coordinator. So what do you got? Um, I'm only going to say one thing about your Raiders. Um, I'm, again, being hopeful here, but I really think that this is the kind of a loss that perhaps a team like this needs. And then you align that with perhaps the the – storm clouds that is Gruden way, you know, over the top of your team. Hopefully with that removed, I'm really hoping that they respond, especially for a coach like him that the players love. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm really hoping for a big bounce back just because I think some of that, just all that garbage is just going to be away from the team. So that's what I'm hoping. Sorry, watching some playoff baseball, a little bit of. I kind of figured. That's all right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and move on. Uh, I guess I'll dive into my my Steelers stuff, and then we can jump into the rest. But uh, I got a little bit of an opposite trajectory than your Raiders right now. Um, anyone that's listened obviously knows that we've had some struggles, and uh, you know we we needed a win, and we we beat the Broncos on Sunday, which was much needed, and it was an amazing game on both sides of the ball. Uh, but obviously I have to start with Big Ben. There was still some issues. Uh, the one time he was sacked, which is good on the offensive line, um, that's the only one they allowed all day. But he, again, held the ball too long and ended up fumbling on that sack. So he, he didn't have a perfect game, but he did have a very good game. And for me, it was a big statement for Big Ben because the deep ball showed up, which was amazing. Sure. That first um, drive. Oh man, 
it was it was nice to see it happen throughout the entire game because we started against the Packers the exact same way. So I was kind of tempering my expectations after the first drive, but um, the defense really showed up. And the I mean, obviously, I got to talk about uh, Najee Harris. Also, he finally got above the hundred yard mark and got his first NFL rushing touchdown. He's had one passing, but or receiving. I apologize. Um, I was really excited for him. He is such a stud and a workhorse, and he just, I mean, he ran himself into some calf cramps. That, I mean, he was just killing it, but unfortunately he did come out there late. Um, he just, it's something we needed. This is a big confidence builder. That, that Broncos defense is, you know, they're, they're nothing to laugh at. They're a good defense, and so the line actually stepped up and had some really good push. And our run game obviously obviously thrived afterwards. Um, so with Big Ben doing well, obviously, uh, I got to talk about the receivers a little bit. We had mostly positive, a little bit of negative, but um, Claypool did show up and had a big game. Although um, I do got to laugh because you wrote that comment in there, his time to shine. Um, and it's not just you. It's happened around the league. I don't know how, but Deontay Johnson still does not give it credit as I'm our number one receiver. On him. <laughs> I know, but it, it, it gave me an opening to talk about it because everywhere I've seen, everybody keeps talking about Claypool's going to be the new number one guy, and I'm like... I'm not saying he's going to be the what? number one. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is typically defenses focus on taking away your number one, so your number two's yeah. got to step up to show they can do it, and that, that's what I meant in that comment. No, you're absolutely right. I know, I know. It just gave me an opening to talk about it. Um, we are lucky that we were able to hold on to Washington, uh, James Washington in the offseason also. So, I mean, I think he's going to move right in and we'll still be running with three good wide receivers um, because of uh, Juju Smith-Schuster took a nasty hit into his shoulder and he actually already had surgery and we're looking – they're calling it four months out, which, I mean, that's basically – season so um that's a big loss for us i i love juju i know there's people out there that don't like his antics and all that i think he's just a fun player um you know that's the kind of player that's going to bring kids into the sport so you can't help but love that but the thing i'm going to miss the most is he's one of our gritty players he's yeah. not afraid to just knock heads with anybody um so it's a big loss for us, but I do think we, you know, next up, next man up mentality. We do have a very deep uh, wide receiving core. So I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited. It was a, it was a big win. It was much needed. Um, you know, tempering my expectations again, because we started out against the bills and it got me super excited and we all know how that turned out for the next three, but uh, we're, going into Seattle next week, which Seattle should be without Russell Wilson. So um, I don't know. We'll see where that game goes. I'm really hoping we're able to string another another win in with that. But yeah, what are your thoughts, I guess? Anything on the Steelers that you saw? Yeah. I mean, obviously they, they beat the Broncos. And honestly, they, they had that game in hand essentially the whole game and then let them back in it late. But ultimately, we're able to separate. So it was a good showing. Um I got pretty nervous when Ben went down after that. I think it was the second series. He took a hit to end the drive and looked pretty rough getting up. He was up, holding that arm bad. Was doing this stuff. I was like, uh-oh, here we go. But 
he he seemed to respond. And then he okay came in and, and started slinging it. Yeah, yeah. So, it all worked out, but yeah, it was good to see. Um, obviously, we we still don't know who the Broncos are as as a team. Um, the way that you guys made their defense look, I'm I'm hopeful the Raiders can do something against them. Um, yeah. We still can't run the ball, but uh, you know we'll see what happens. I'm hopeful. Hey, we were str- we were struggling running the ball too. I don't know. I don't know. I was hoping we'd have an improvement in our run game, but I wasn't expecting what we did. Yeah. Um, well, we, we gashed them pretty good on the on the on the run plays. And you guys, like you said, are going to to Seattle. Um, you, you'll be facing Geno Smith, which that was who I got to see in in the preseason. And let's just say. I think you guys will be able to handle that offense, but um, well, I, I will say though, when he came into that game, he actually played he played a, right. way better, way better than his numbers showed. Um, he was slinging the ball in there. I don't know. I, I'm never going to sleep on anybody. Uh, we got to go in there and you guys have show a whole up. week to prepare for the Geno Smith show. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this, uh, Russell Wilson, it, he's expected to miss at least six weeks, although he says, I'm shooting to beat that timeline. Um, but Yeah, I heard three to four. We'll see what happens. The uh, that, that might be the end of this season for the Seahawks uh, with the way that the Cardinals and the Rams are both playing. Uh, I already had Seahawks in that three three to four range i didn't expect the the cardinals to be this good but um i think without russell obviously we got a lot less chance to win so that that should be pretty rough for them but um uh, a team that has really impressed me and very excited (laughs) to talk about is the buffalo bills um they just absolutely destroyed the chiefs um I mean, what what's going on with the Chiefs? Do you think you think this is a season so, where they? Go ahead, go ahead. I I just this is something that I mean I this is probably the biggest thing I was looking forward to talking about because let's just be honest right now, um, you know in today's league, when I look at Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I already see that as a Peyton Manning and Tom Brady matchup. To me, that's already what we're watching. These are two guys that are going to be – they're going to excel in this league for a long time. Um, and I know the Chiefs have had some struggles coming into this game, but I got to say I was kind of let down um, as far as the matchup. Obviously, it ended the way I wanted it to. Uh, Josh Allen had an absolutely amazing game. Um, I got to say that first drive – I mean, we'll, we'll get into the MVP talk here in a little bit, but that first drive by Josh Allen, he literally imposed his will on that Chiefs defense in for that rushing touchdown. That whole drive was him. Um, and it, it was just a big statement first drive for me because they had interviewed a lot of the players, and obviously they everybody always gives the same answers. You know, it's just a week five matchup. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Well, they remember last season. They remember that last loss. It's a big deal. They came out and they popped him in the mouth. And if I was the Chiefs, I would be concerned because you have a team in the Chargers that 
if you drop a bunch of games, like you're not going to make them up on them. Yeah. They're winning a lot of these close games and I can see the chargers having a really good record. So, Oh, you have two defenses. They basically just left two safeties deep and was willing to give you everything underneath. And it completely just pacified the chiefs offense. So I don't know. I would be very concerned if I was the chiefs. Yeah. Uh, with well, that being said, though, the Bills, they got to be looked at as the most complete team in the league right now. Yeah, so... They're, they're running on all cylinders, both sides of the ball. I think Todd Bowles in that Super Bowl between the, the Bucks and the Chiefs put together a great plan to sort of pacify that uh, strong Kansas City offense. And I think... Everyone that has played them since has essentially done that same strategy. Give you guys everything underneath. We're going to bracket Hill. We're going to bracket Kelsey. Anyone else? Let's see what you Seriously, can do. Seriously, look at Kelsey. Look at Kelsey and Hill's numbers. Yeah. Um, those are not numbers that they put up. They're looking mediocre Yeah. at best. And I think Mahomes will figure it out. Um, he's obviously a, a generational talent, especially with that oh, yeah. arm. Um, but it's going to take them. And, and this is the thing that I think they're probably going to need. They rebuilt that offensive line um, and let go of their, their two tackles. They obviously replaced them, but um, I don't think it's been as good. And, and the defense has been atrocious. Uh, really, you yeah. got two players on that, that defense that are great. You've got... Uh, Chris Jones up the middle. He was injured in this game, uh, so yep. he missed the Bills game. And then you have Math Matthew. Um, he's obviously a, a generational safety as well. Um, so, but he can't play everywhere. I mean, yeah. you saw it on those plays. He just yeah, can't I mean, cover everybody. The Bills, I think, made the biggest jump from year to year because of the additions they made. They have a great running game now. Their offensive line is all back from last year, uh, gelling well. You obviously have Allen growing again, even though everyone was saying after that Bills game he's washed again, <laughs> or the Steelers game. You guys Steelers made him look game. pretty modest. But uh, then on I, the defensive side. I keep side, laughing at that. Yeah. Like Rousseau. Go ahead. Rousseau <laughs> had that tip pick. He's going to be a problem for all the offensives that they go against. Oh, yeah. You had the Micah Hyde pick six that went through Tyreek's hands. Uh, but even if he doesn't, even if Tyreek catches that, he's going to tackle him before the, the marker down to go. So uh, great play by Micah Hyde just being there and then obviously catching that ball and taking it back. So a lot of good things I'm seeing from the Bills. I think they are the oh, team beautiful. to beat, which that's what we, we said to start the season i think both of us picked them winning the super bowl picked josh Absolutely. allen as the mvp so looks like we are uh looking pretty good as long Not as too far happens. off yeah <laughs> so uh yeah no it's it's all good stuff uh, i did pick up uh knox the tight end for buffalo he's having a good season Big game having a good season I... I guess that's my that's that's your matchup right there that you can basically say set up that Bills Chiefs game is compare Knox and Kelsey. Knox yep. had a Kelsey like game. Yep. And he was all over the field and no one no one could cover him. It was 
it was pretty impressive. Yeah. So obviously we, we talked about the bills. We, we love them for our guy. Um, in fact, we'll see how this Raiders stuff goes. If it keeps up, it might just be trading in all my gear for Bill's stuff. <laughs> I say that, but I've been a Raiders fan. I don't fan see for it happening. Thirty something years. I'm not going to change, but I, I can talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, with that being said, I mean it takes us into our next topic. Is old Mr. Allen's making a pretty hard push for for MVP? Um. Yeah. I still, I still don't think he gets the. I saw, I saw a list today that he didn't crack the top five, and uh, well, I just, I don't understand. In Vegas's mind, he is the co-favorite with uh, Kyler Murray, so they're both five hundred right. to, to one odds to win it. So, at least the people that matter, and that's Vegas, not necessarily sports yeah. talk hosts. <laughs> Are, uh, that's true. Are saying he's he's the co-favorite, and I I think that's pretty accurate. Um, Murray's having a great season of his well, own. It, he is. He's having a good season. But I go back to that first drive in that Chiefs game. I I have not been wowed by an opening drive to that extent in a long time. The the run plays that he ran, like I still just. You know everything else that that offense can do. And then they came out and ran Josh Allen like four times on that drive for huge chunk plays. And it just, I mean, embarrassed that defense right out the gate. Yeah. He is, I mean, he's an all, he's, he's an all around threat. He's, he's an amazing quarterback. So I, I see more and more people. In fact, today there were people, this was a statement game for Josh Allen. People are going to know who this guy is. And I'm like, know who he is didn't he take like <laughs> we know who MVP he is voting last year yeah might have been second he's, he's behind aaron Rodgers. i think he was second maybe eh. well he's the favorite this year he's my and i do have to throw in a little plug here he is totally fueling my fantasy team this year for the yes. record gave me 37 points on sunday well i eked out a win this week and i should be getting cmc back next week so i'm gonna be dangerous again at four and one so, i will i will join you there i think there's three of us i so wish i would claypool was just sitting there like not even through this was after waivers process so i could have literally I just picked him up and i had it on the drop and i was like Egh. but do i trust him and then, of course, the news broke that Juju's going to be out. Well, he went off, and now Juju's out, so he's going to be going off every week and didn't grab him, but yeah. it's fine. Um, we'll see who ends up with him on the waiver. So other news around the NFL, we got Trey Lance hurt his knee in the, in the last game. He's They have their bye week this week, but he's probably going to miss the game against the Colts. Uh, 49ers are hoping that Garoppolo will be ready to play in that Colts game. Uh, obviously not an ideal situation for them, but what do you think this means for Trey Lance this season? Do you think Garoppolo just finish out the year, or do you think it depends on how they're doing? I think, I mean, obviously it's going to really depend on how they're doing, but I do think this is unfortunate for somebody in his situation because – 
him gonna I mean missing time and then Garoppolo comes in, all it's gonna take is Garoppolo to have to play decent and he'll stay at the helm. See, and that's where I struggle because we've already seen Garoppolo. We've seen him for three years. Uh he's been average and I think with a rookie, obviously Trey yeah. Lance, there there's a lot more downside but there's also a lot more upside. So I don't know. Obviously, it's going to depend where they're at. But like I said, with the situation of the NFC West, you've got two teams basically running away with it. And I don't think the the Niners have the hogs to, to stay in that race. So at, at some point, well, this that's... Season, I think they got to look at, at Lance in an extended extended look. I just think with him being, you know, you know, their prized rookie quarterback, I think they'll take their time bringing him back anyways. And that's why I say it kind of depends on how they're playing because if they're playing well at that point, obviously it means Garoppolo has played well. So I think they'll stick with him. But if, you know, by the time he does come back that, you know, Garoppolo's not doing it for him, I'm with you. I mean, what does it hurt? Put the rookie in and let him play. See what you get out of him because, like you said, Garoppolo's a known you know, he's a, he's a, he's a known fixture in that team. You know what do you got with him? Um, I don't know. I just always hate seeing rookies miss time. For sure. Because um, it is a big setback in your rookie year. Yeah. Well, and you've got some NHL kicking off tomorrow, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Very excited to get the season. Um, after last season, just being the shortened – um, you know, Frankenstein version of what we're used to. Um, we're back at it, normal season. And it kicks off tomorrow with the Penguins at Lightning, which I hope we just smack them right in the mouth. Um, they're going to be hungry for trying to three-peat, which is not going to happen. This is a full season. Um, and then the other opening day game uh, is kind of fun. Uh, the Kraken are going to play their first regular season game ever as the new Seattle franchise. And ironically enough, they're playing the Golden Knights who went through this a few years ago. So um, I'm actually really excited to watch both of them. I'm Kraken took one of my guys that I absolutely love, Brandon Tanev. So um, old Turbo, I'm going to have to watch the Kraken just, just to pay attention to him. But um, let's go Penguins. Yeah. I'll be keeping my eye on the Sharks. Like I said, I don't usually pay too much attention until playoffs, but this is like this is the time of year where I wish I could just cover sports as my day job because there's so much going oh, on. Oh man. Like you got MLB playoffs, which is always fantastic. You got NFL regular season, you got NBA kicking off here soon, hockey kicking off here soon. It's just Oh yeah, it's the it's the glory days. <laughs> yeah. And and what's greeting me here in about one hour is snow. So can't wait for that. We're supposed but, to get it tomorrow too. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not looking forward to that. But with that being said, let's get into our uh, best of the week and worst of the week. What do you got for yours? All right. Um, I'm going to start with the best of the week. Um I'm a little split here. Uh, initially, I was just going to give it to Josh Allen, which is obviously the easy answer. He killed it, had an amazing game. Statement game against the Chiefs, a little bit of revenge from last year. 
Um, but I'm going to go ahead and pat my own guys on the back a little bit. This was a big statement game for Big Ben. Everyone has just ridiculed him endlessly this year, especially his deep ball. And he just started hitting everybody. Um, that, Like Bill alluded to earlier, that first drive, uh, finishing off with Deontay Johnson, that was beautiful pass. Um, only well, only Johnson had a shot at that. I mean, it was just – it's exactly what you want to see. And then the deep balls to Claypool – more of the same. He just he came alive this week. Like I said, he still had some some bumps and bruises, um, had some bad plays too. But all in all, it was a much better uh, showing this week. And then with that being said, I also wanted to share that with his O line because I finally, finally, finally saw our offensive line get some push on running plays. I got so tired of seeing them stopping, um, you know, never making any progress. And so they, they actually had push, and Najee was obviously able to take advantage. So those are, those are my best of the week. What do you got, Bill, for best of the week? Best of the week, I've got the Buffalo Bills, uh, just the whole team. Like I said, they look great on offense, defense, everything against the Chiefs, um, and obviously led by Josh Allen. And then uh, <laughs> looks like you put a little note on my <laughs> – I was like, what? I didn't put that there. And then uh, Texas A&M, unranked Texas A&M beating Alabama, number one. So Wow. That was a, a great game. I watched the whole thing, and it was it was fun to watch. And obviously, anytime Alabama loses, I'm, I'm happy with that. So I've, I've never seen a top five in college like this. Yeah, it's pretty. Like the the pretty people nuts. in the top five are just so confusing to me right now. But well, they had to keep Alabama whatever. in the top five because you know once they get one more win, they're in the playoffs. Even it's Alabama. If they lose a couple more. <laughs> but exactly, we'll leave that. What What do you got All for right, your worst of the week? Oh, you want me to go? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'll finish this off. All right. So my worst of the week is the entire Las Vegas Raiders organization. <laughs> Not really the organization, but uh, their offense has been it's atrocious. It's a tough week. And then, obviously, John Gruden just tops it off. So, uh, yeah, that's my worst of the week. If if this were a normal week, I'd say watching pitchers hit in, in Major League Baseball, but uh, <laughs> the Raiders didn't make it a normal week. So, there you go. What do you got? Um. So... I mean, it's kind of more the same. My worst of the week is absolutely Gruden. Um, there's no place for that in today's society, today's NFL. Um, I, I, There are no words for just how embarrassing that is and just absolutely terrible for a human being to talk about anyone in that form or fashion. So it has to be Gruden. Um, with that being said, though, I do actually have – a special note to a certain individual who for me is both of them. He, uh, he is the best of the week and the worst of the week. Um, this is for you, John, but Mason Crosby, that poor man, what an up and down day. Yeah. Or don't know. Oh no, you're cutting out <laughs> right at the end. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, you, you got me now? Yep, you're good. Okay. Uh, Mason Crosby missed three field goals in a row. 
uh, versus the Bengals. And wouldn't you know it, it came down to his third during regulation. Obviously, he missed. And then they lucked out. Cincinnati went ahead and matched him and missed one as well. And so that's the worst of the week. Um, but the reason he also gets best of the week is he he was able to split the uprights in overtime. So um, for the first time on the show, we have someone who got to enjoy both sides of the fence. Yeah. Well, and he might, when when we record the weekend one, John might second that best of the week, worst of the week for him. But we'll see. Oh, yeah. So anything else you, you had before we, we call it a pod? Um, the only thing I could say is uh, we really enjoy having uh, Raphael throw in his picks with us. So anyone else out there that wants to put their weekly picks in, please do so. Um, you have a chance to possibly win a gift card. So, uh, or just for fun, hop in there and see where you where you stack up to us. We all, we all had a pretty good week this week, so um, it'll be a tough one to win. Yeah, um, I think you and I missed two, maybe three. And then John and Raph. I think three after tonight. Well, it's it's in overtime, so we might pull it off. Oh man, I haven't been watching. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, right. thanks for tuning in for this emergency pod. <laughs> I apologize for <laughs> my rage and ranting and all that fun stuff uh, but hope you guys enjoy and as always thanks for for support uh like yeah, share subscribe thank you for listening getting some good numbers in so looks like you guys are enjoying as much as we are enjoying recording these so thank you guys for tuning in and we hope you guys have a, a great rest of your week